Welcome back, everyone. Great to have you for this fun eight to great series of how to get to where you want to go. And oh my gosh, do we have an important one today? We are going to talk about honest communication. And uh, <laughs> you know, you've heard use it or lose it. Well, somebody the other day said about communication learn it or lose it. And by lose it, they said lose the job lose the relationship, right? Um, lose the relationship with your kids or your spouse. So it really is uh, so important. But the other cool thing about communication is it's learnable, right? I never knew that. So I know that uh, most of you listened to the last highway, which was highway four, feel all your feelings. And we got to talk about things like you never feel mad or sad without the other one to the same extent and all that fun stuff. So once you get in touch with your feelings and say, yes, I'm angry, yes, I'm sad, whatever is going on with you, um, then it's how do you communicate it without be seeing, right? Because if you're saying you make me angry, uh, no, sorry. <laughs> you know, 20 people can have the same exact experience from let's say a speaker and um, and what's it about? It's, it's everybody walks away with a different experience of it. So no one can make us happy, make us sad, make us crazy. Um, so we're gonna find out how, not only to how to stop using some of those phrases, um, but we're also going to talk about um, what phrasing to use and the three topics we're going to cover. Oh, so important today. Anybody listening ever get defensive in an argument? Yeah, that's kind of what I thought. And uh, the other question I'd like to ask with that is, has it ever worked? Oh, getting defensive has never worked. Well, what do you know? We're going to teach you a new skill in just five minutes with my incredible guest. In fact, I'm going to bring her in right now. Amy Krantz went from Nebraska. Woohoo, Amy! <laughs> Yay! Hey, thanks, MK. I am super, super excited to be with you today. Thank you so much. Oh, we are so grateful. Amy is a master trainer of Eight to Great. And one of the, my favorite stories about Amy is that when she did her first training of trainers, so I think uh, most of you have heard me say we have over 2,800 around the world. And, uh, and so I had a group call and say, we want to train 24, I think. And my max is 15. And I said, oh my, well, do I do them separate days? But they really wanted them all to be back-to-back -back days, one weekend, just, just knock it out. And so I'm trying to figure this out. And I go, wait a minute, wait a minute, Amy, because this was also in uh, Nebraska training. So I called this amazing woman and I said, could you be training it next door while I'm training it in my room? And we'll each have 12 people. And she said, sure. And uh, again, to this day, this was, wasn't that your first? training? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think it was. Yeah. And yeah. when you looked at the evaluations, we not only asked people to make statements about what they learned or, you know, how they'd recommend the class or wouldn't or whatever. We actually have them rate it on a one to 10 scale. And uh, we are all very proud to say that our ratings are almost over. They almost always average around 12 because somebody gives us 20. <laughs> but anyway, so when I added up our scores, from my 12 and her 12, they were exactly the same number, okay? Me who had taught it for eh, 21, 22 years, <laughs> and Amy first time. So, well, I, and I know you're such a great teacher because you live it, Amy. 
Well, yeah, yes. And, and the thing is that it's, it's so applicable and it, it's such a great process. I absolutely love it. And I'm so humbled by your comments, I have to say too, because when you learn from the best, it's easy to set those standards pretty high for yourself. So I appreciate um, your teaching and your help and your work as well. So but yeah, so I first heard um, MK speak about 18 years ago, if I'm thinking correctly. Mm -hmm. um, it was part of a, a meeting by a bunch of area teachers that she was our speaker. And at that time, she had just finished um, her first book, Taking Care of Me. And it was a topic that just really spoke to, to me um, in a big way. And so sometime later, um, I had actually switched schools and was in charge of finding someone to do our teacher retreat for that year. And I remembered hearing MK. And so we invited her back in. Our school was going through some some tough situations um, with our staff. We had lost a, a beloved staff member that year um, and just had a lot of tough things going on. So we invited MK in and she met us where we were and just did a great job leading us through and, and helping us grow and feel our feelings together. So following that, we found out that she was offering in-person trainings to go a little bit deeper and another one of the teachers and I thought, you know, this could be something that could continue to help our, our school. And so I attended that first one with this other teacher and it just really tugged at my heart. And so I was fortunate to be able to keep going back and started working a little bit more with MK and eventually went through um, enough training to, like she said, uh, she entrusted me to start helping train some of the trainers. So on a professional level, it's been really cool. But the better thing has been on a personal level and what it's helped me to do. And this is my favorite way that I've used eight to great because um, I believe that applying eight to great to my life um, opened me to the greatest blessing that the Lord has given me. And that's my husband. Oh, I love it. Hey, would you, would you talk our listeners through the highways and how you got the picture and took the risk and all this? Would oh, you absolutely? Okay, oh, yes, yes. I would totally love it. Yes, yes. So, you know, starting with the power pyramid, what goes around comes around. And so one of the first things I had to do was adjust my attitude about dating because I was getting closer to 40 than um, less than 40. And so kind of getting to that age where I was like, okay, you know, is, is this even ever going to happen? And so I had to catch myself so that I could move myself up the power pyramid and make that adjustment. So then um, getting the picture, oh my goodness, this was one of the best things. And I joke a little bit about this because, you know, you, you have to be specific with your dreams. Because if, you, if you're not specific, then it, it's too hard to identify what it is to, to be able to bring those things into your life. So I had a list of what I wanted my future husband to be. And I always, this is where I joke and I say, I wasn't too picky, but you know, it's like three pages long. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, it, you know, just all of the things, you know, just everything about it. Um, and the crazy thing was, I remember having coffee with MK after we did a presentation and we played the, I'm so happy now that game. 
And the game was that I, we, we were so happy, you know, that I had met the man of my dreams. And the one thing that I said that day, and I don't know where it came from, because I always thought hair was going to be important for whatever reason. I, I don't know why or where that ever came from, but that was one thing on my list. And while we were sitting having coffee, I said, you know, I always thought hair was going to be a big thing, but as it turns out, it's really not. So we laughed about that and moved on. I kid you not, it was two weeks later. I was doing an online search on a dating site and this guy kept coming up and all of the listings, everything looked so, so perfect. And I thought he's too good to be true, um, but he wasn't. But the crazy thing was he shaves his head, no hair. And so once I let go of that one thing, it all fell into place. And it's such yes. a great thing. So I had to take a risk by accepting his, his wink or whatever it was <laughs> by communicating with him. And, um, oh, okay. Wait, wait, wait. I, I got to tell something because I don't think you remember this part. So you start going a little bit speed highway three, a little bit into BC, a little bit into blaming and complaining because you said, I don't, this is months later. I don't think, no, maybe a month later. I don't think he's really interested in me. And I said, oh, so he's not communicating with you? She goes, well, yeah, he texts me every day. Like, what? <laughs> oh yeah, a couple times every day. You don't do that with somebody you're not interested in. So we moved into acting and dreaming again, and oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, and then feeling all the feelings. Oh my gosh, that six foot three hunk of love. That is oh my gosh. And, oh, yeah. and Amy is oh, how yeah. tall? How tall? I'm sorry. How tall are you? Uh, five two. Yeah, yeah. So and he's six three. Yeah, and I was always outside of his search range because he never wanted anybody that short. <laughs> <laughs> we laugh, we laugh about so many things now. It's so much fun. So much you, fun. You and I could just go on for hours. So here they are, both about to turn forty. If I'm remembering, aren't you kind of the same age? Yeah, yeah within a couple of years. Yeah, yeah. they're both the same religious faith, which is very important to both of them. They they both one was a farmer, one wanted to live on a farm. She didn't yeah. at the time, wants to live on a farm. And they're both incredible, like awesome, like off the charts musicians. <laughs> how many people in a band do you know that farm? Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. He's, and he's so cute. I don't remember if cute was on your list, but I, I, I'm pretty sure it was somewhere on there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But again, never married. Oh, sorry. That's the other thing. Blows yeah. me away. When I tell the story to people, and neither of you ever married, almost. Uh, it's, uh, uh. Like attracts like. What goes around comes around. That's my most favorite. It's true. Yeah. One, yeah. One of my favorite, favorite stories. So that takes us up to Highway 4, Feeling All Your Feelings, and then and what we're going to talk about today. And not only are we going to talk about stop being defensive, we're also going to talk about asking for what you want and getting it. And the last thing we're going to cover, which is again, one of Amy and my favorites is um, how to stop XYZ communication or another way to, uh, to say is third party drama, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. Like yep. somebody tells you what they think about somebody else, you know, all that crazy stuff. So um, I know there's nobody listening that wouldn't love an end to drama. Well, we're going to show you that you doesn't take everybody to change. You alone 
can eliminate that from your life. So, oh my gosh, we better get started. I'm just too excited. So thank you again, Amy, for giving us that, that wonderful history. And again, I know you could go on for eons. I'm so grateful that you're teaching. Uh, is it seventh graders? Yep. Yep. I get to do um, eight to great uh, two times every semester. So I, I didn't even get to that part. I teach now at Ashland Greenwood, which is um, a school district in Nebraska. We're about halfway between Lincoln and Omaha, if anybody's familiar with our state. Um, I'm actually the sixth through 12th grade vocal music teacher. Um, but as part of my teaching duties, I do get to teach two leadership classes every semester. So I get to remind myself and teach this to these wonderful little kids. I call them little kids, um, <laughs> young adults actually, um, four times a year. So I'm, I'm so grateful to my district for allowing me to do that. Oh, it is huge. Luckiest students on the planet. And I love it when you call me and say, would you do a, a what is it called? A Zoom call with my kids. Zoom or Skype. Yeah. 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 And then, right, then we do, we then we do the Q and A. It's yeah. Usually we do Skype. You're right. Yeah, so fun. So fun. Okay. So here we go. So we're going to start with. Oh, I could just do this one. Okay, so we're gonna start with how to stop being defensive. And I learned this skill at an Imago. I know that you're very involved in Marriage Encounter, uh, Amy, yes? Great yep. organization. And my other favorite organization for relationships is called Imago Therapy. But I don't really call it therapy. I call it instruction. It's just information. And when you do go to an Imago therapist, instead of both of you facing the therapist, which never made sense to me, you face each other and you hold hands and you start off with telling people, telling your partner what you appreciate about them. I mean, it's just a completely different. And, and, uh, and the therapist, the Imago therapist, is just sitting there coaching you on the communication skill that we're going to learn today. So, so although Imago doesn't call this laddie, I have to call it laddie because when I teach it in seminars, I have to have an acronym. I am an acronym nut. Can you agree? Oh, <laughs> she's laughing. Okay. All good educators have acronyms, it's right? It's true. No yeah. Teaching, we do. Exactly. Exactly. So, so Laddie stands for the following. Let me see if I got that. Acknowledge what they said. Did I get that? And is there more? Now, you could use it anytime. Um, you could use it uh, to give a compliment. So Amy just gave me a compliment. I could say, let me see if I understand you, Amy. So you're saying that I was a good teacher and that helped you be a good student? Did I get that? You absolutely did. And then with a compliment, I usually don't ask, is there more? But if you want to get, <laughs> if you want to get a giggle out of your husband, go ahead and, and ask, is there more? Um, but uh, so that's Laddie. And again, you'd only use the first three if it's accepting a compliment, but use it all four. Now, here's, here's the all four story I'm going to share today. So uh, research shows us that really we only get defensive in three examples, three instances. There are three phrases that people use when they're in a rage. Now, certainly, just like we mentioned on the last podcast, if this is a violent rage, if there is any hitting or uh, anything, you know, shoving any physical contact going on, or the person is using 
alcohol or drugs, absolutely just get yourself to safety. This is not a time to practice communication skills. But we're talking about those kind of normal things, especially with COVID craziness, you know, we're going, you always do this, or how come you never shut the cupboards or whatever is up, right? Um, because when you're home a lot <laughs> with each other, patterns start to emerge. Correct me if I'm wrong. Okay, so the one that I'm going to use is way pre-COVID. It was back when my son was just in seventh grade. And I picked him up from school and uh, he gets in, slams the door and says, Mom, you are always late. Okay. Deep breath. Now that's the most important moment right there is when you hear the phrase always or never. And the third one is you always, or excuse me, you always never, or you are such a. So when you hear those, that's your trigger to say, oh, it's time to use Laddie. So, um, so I heard the you always and thank heavens I remembered to use the scale, the hardest part. And I turned to him and said, sweetheart, let me see if I got this. So you're saying I'm always late. Did I get that? Just simply repeat it. Word for word is fine. They, nobody says, are you using one of those techniques? Not even my kids say that. They're so angry that they appreciate the fact that you heard them. So, so let me see if I got this. You're saying I'm late all the time? He goes, well, not all the time. Well, it's a good thing you said that because I had been on time for the past, you know, 60 days of picking him up. But there was another time that year. In fact, that was, I think, the third time that year that I had been, you know, about 10 minutes late. And I said, um, sweetheart, uh, he said, well, not all the time, mom, but you're late too much. And I think he said, I think this is the third time this year. And I said, oh, honey, um, or no, I said, okay, so so did I get that? And he said, yes. And then I said, I'm going to go back. <laughs> so I said, honey, let me see if I got this. So you're saying I'm late all the time. Did I get that? He said, yes. And then I used the golden question. Absolutely golden. The I. Zach, is there more? That's all you got to say. Just memorize those three words. It'll change everything. Because they expect you to get defensive at that point and defend the fact that you're right. And I could have. I love the phrase, would you rather be happy or would you rather be right? Right? So I could have defended myself with facts. I had a lot of facts on my side. But when somebody's using those phrases, get out, they're, they're not in their head space. They're in their heart space. And for you to bring up head facts is going to really throw them off. And they'll just get angrier because they want you to hear their what? Feelings. So what I was able to say is, is there more? And he said, yes, mom, there is more. Mr. Johnson has a new baby and he can't go home to that new baby until the last kid gets picked up. And I've been the last kid three times now, mom. I don't want to be the last kid anymore. And he's almost crying. And I said, oh my gosh, sweetheart, I had no idea. And he said, yeah, it's just really important to me. I said, it's important to me too. And I was never late again picking him up. So there, there is to me a great example of how we could have just butted heads. And we know what happens when you get defensive, right? You can stay mad for hours or even days, unfortunately. 
But when you use Laddie, simple, let me see if I got that, acknowledge what they said almost word for word. Did I get that? Is there more? The calming. I mean, I, I have, oh, <laughs> I taught this at the hospital where I, I'm doing some consulting these days. And somebody stopped me in the hall. And she goes, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I have to tell you the story. I said, what? And she goes, I think you saved our marriage. And I said, whoa. And she said, I heard you two days ago at the, you know, we were, I was doing a seminar for all the employees. And she said, and you taught us that skill. And I wrote it down and I put it on a little note card. And I even put it, you know, someplace that I could see it easily in a, a drawer that I know where it was. And she said, we're moving. And so we're packing and there's just so much tension. And my husband and I were fighting every night. And the latest time that he did the How Come You Always, I, I remembered and I used it. And he calmed right down and we hugged each other and cried. And he goes, it, she said, I, 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 I couldn't believe that something that simple would be that impactful. So yay, Laddie. And yay, thank you to Imago Therapy. Okay, so that's the how to get out of defensiveness. Now Amy's going to take us through two awesome skills. The first one, asking for what you want. And the third one, um, how to stop third-party drama. Okay, you're on, woman. So one of the things that when we talk about honest communication, of course, we have to focus on listening and having good listening. And so, and that's what MK was talking about, you know, opening, opening our hearts um, so that we're able to hear what the other person is truly saying, not just registering with our brain for what that is. So one thing I want to always encourage um, the people that I'm teaching, whether it's my students at school or whether in a, in a different setting for adults, is that it is absolutely good for us to ask for what we want. And that means being assertive. Assertive is not the same as aggressive. Sometimes that gets a little bit scary and people kind of shy away from that. But being assertive is just asking for what we want. Um, and for, for me to teach this in the easiest way, I always say that it's kind of a, a sentence starter or a series of sentence starters. And what we're doing when we're asking for what we want is just sharing our perspective, sharing our heart and, and asking for what it is that we want. So I will use a lot of different examples um, and I will share that I use this strategy every single day um, at work when I go in to talk to one of my supervisors or so many different situations. And so one of the first things is that when, when something has been going on and you wanna get past that, whatever it is, um, let's say someone has been leaving the towel crumpled up on the counter in the bathroom and the preferred place is on the towel hanger. And so you've noticed that this pattern has been going on for quite some time. It could be really easy for us to get so frustrated. And like MK had referred to before, you know, in this COVID time where we spend so much time together to just kind of blow our top and go at it in one of these ways. Why can't you pick up this towel? It just needs to be hung up and you always leave it laying down there. Notice I said that always word, right? And that's one of the things that we want to try to avoid. So these sentence starters, when you, I feel, because, and therefore. So the first one, the first thing is when you 
left the towel on the counter this morning. It might have been going on for six weeks, but you want to narrow this conversation this one time down to one specific occurrence. So like I said, it might have been going on for a long time. We're just going to focus on one time. So when you left the towel laying on the counter this morning, crumpled up in a tiny little ball, I felt a little. It's really a good idea to temper, if it's a super strong feeling, to maybe temper that with just a little. I will tell my students, you might be stark raving mad about this, but you don't want to go in with both guns blazing on this one. You just want to take a step, you know, give yourself a moment of grace, take a deep breath, and just again, bring it back to the one time when you left the towel crumpled up on the counter this morning, I felt a little disrespected. Awesome. Let me just add something there, hon. I love how you're teaching this. And that's a great example, quite frankly, because it's so real, right? So it happens. Oh, it does. Um, and, and I've been asked and people said, well, that doesn't feel honest. If I am really, really angry, why would I say I'm a little angry? And so I love to remind people, wait a minute, if you would have told them the first time it happened, you would have only been a little angry, but you were quiet and didn't say anything the first 22 times. And now it's the 23rd time and you're right. furious, but they can't read minds. Mm -hmm. So that's the first reason. The second reason is I said was why use a bulldozer when a feather will do? Because when, when we say, when you leave your clothes on the floor, whatever it is, right? It sounds like always, even though you're not saying the word always, right? Um, so, uh, so, so it's just, uh, what, what happens is literally, if you can imagine people's ear lids closing like garage doors, right? You know, they, as soon as you start doing the always, never, they're not listening. They're going into their defensive mode, watch out. So, um, so just that feather, and I love what you said, just, just saying, I, I felt a little da-da-da, you know? Um, believe me, they're not used to people sharing feelings, they're used to people sharing judgments. So it will get their attention, and it's amazing how well this works, doesn't it? It really is. And I invite students as well to place themselves in the other person's position and say, you know, have, have you ever had somebody come at you like that? And of course, everybody has, you know, where they're just, Wah! and it's, it's really hard to hear their heart at that time or, or let anything register. So I invite students, you know, to, to give somebody else the benefit of the doubt and to understand where they might be coming from. So, so, so far we have, when you uh, did whatever it was that one specific time, remember, I feel or I felt a little disrespected, irritated, upset, um, sad, angry, whatever it was. But the best, one of the best parts, they're all the best parts, but the next thing is because you get to share why it is that you felt a little disrespected by them just leaving the hand towel crumpled up. So if we put it back together, when you left the towel on the counter, I felt a little disrespected because I'm having to take time out of my day to re-straighten this up and I really wanted to get some other things done today. Simply stating your feeling. So then the last thing is, therefore, 
Now, I have a lot of times I will have people say, I would not use the word therefore. That is not me. I can't do that one. And so I'll say, you know what? That's okay. So say, and so, or, yep, that works. You know, find, find what works for you. Mm -hmm. This is where you get to ask for what you want. So you get to say, and so from now on, I need you to please put the towel up on the towel rack so it would save the time and, and I can get a lot of the other things that I wanted done. Great. And, and in that case, you know, actually, by the time you're done with the first three, you've probably made your point, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So sometimes it's just like Laddie. Sometimes you don't even need that fourth step. Right. right. Yeah. Now, because this is such a new skill, especially for the students that I teach and for anybody learning this the first time, it, it, it's not going to natu come naturally the first time or two you want to use it. So you do need to, you know, practice that. I needed to practice it yeah. until it has become second nature now, you know, and so now um, there was a time this last year I used this when I had to go to the office and ask about an email that was sent out. And I asked my supervisor, um, when you sent that email out, I felt a little confused and disrespected because this directly impacts my class and I had no idea this was going on. So next time something like this is gonna happen, if you would just give me a heads up, I would really appreciate it. Ooh, that so is so the, the most important part. Thanks so much for, for listening. Thanks yes. Thanks so much for listening. Yes. So, and, and sometimes students will say, well, what if they come back? And what if they start arguing with you? And I just assure them, you know what? If we've prepared what we want to share well, then they'll respect what we've had to say. They might, they might ask for something back. It's no guarantee that it's going to happen. But you know what? Right now, we're taking care of ourselves by asking for what we want. And when we've done that, we can be happy at that point. I love that, Amy. And, and what I found in your example and, and, uh, and some more that we talk about in the Eight to Great book is, is that when you say, because I, 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 you know, this is impacting me this way instead of because it proves that you don't care about our house. You know, you didn't do the you thing. You said, you know, oh. I have so much else on my plate that walking by that bathroom and stopping and straightening that right now. And, and again, our listeners are probably going, that's a pretty minor example. It is a minor example. So is mine with uh, my son and, and being, you know, 10 minutes late, but, but when you practice on the little ones, then the big ones get easier. Um, I remember uh, someone needing to do that at one of the workplaces I was consulting with and, and the word I sometimes recommend at work is, I felt a little uncomfortable, right? Mm, sometimes good. angry or sad doesn't feel appropriate for the workplace as much as um, when you called me out in that meeting, you know, for not having the report done, I felt a little uncomfortable because I had sent you an email telling you why the report wasn't done, that obviously you didn't get to read, which is fine, but I would appreciate in the future if you would, you know, well, one of the things we say at every workplace I work with is uh, compliment publicly, confront privately, 
right? Absolutely. That that I just I just am not comfortable being called out in meetings. Therefore, I'd like you to talk with me personally. Now, if it gets really bad, and that person, that new boss of yours, let's say, is kind of a bully type and continues to call you out in meetings, your therefore can eventually get to therefore, since I've asked you two other times now, if it happens yeah. again you'll be getting my notice. Any questions? Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, you can put some teeth in it, right? Okay. Right. So it goes all the way from please do it, it will be more helpful to me to please do it or, you know, you'll be getting my 30 days notice. So it's, it's a and I think, skill. Go ahead. Sorry, you, and what you mentioned before I think is important too because yes, it is a small thing until it's not. Right. <laughs> and we all have been there. Yes. And, and ha who hasn't had that kind of conversation where we just ask, how long has this been, but has this been bothering you that long? Yeah. You know? And so there, it's a small thing until it's not. And right. then it is. So <laughs> I love it. That's such a great example. Well, thank you, hon. That was beautiful. So now everybody has that asking for what they want skill and they have the how to stop getting defensive skills. So we're on to the last one. I love this one. How to start, stop the third party drama. So drama. explain to, to our listeners what that even means, hon. So XYZ is, um, yeah, that third party thing. It's the whole he said, she said, they said, they didn't say any of those kind of things like that. Um, you know, everybody has been involved in this in one way or another. Everybody has played the part of X, everybody's played the part of Y, and everybody has played the part of Z. Um, and it's, you know, it's human nature, but we can do better. You know, was it um, Maya Angelou that said, when I know better, I do better. Oh, nice. And, and this is a perfect example of that. I have been asked in to help with so many conflict resolution um, situations between students. And I'm so fortunate that by this time I've been in the school long enough. So many students have had me for eight to great and no X, Y, Z. And so when I start to hear this, they'll just kind of sit there and nod and go, um, um, this is that X, Y, Z thing, isn't it? And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> that proves what a great teacher you are. It's so powerful, but it's, you know, it impacts people from, age eight to 80 and yes. everywhere in between from yes. churches to families, to communities, to workplaces. I, I, I once asked, I once asked a middle school teacher, I said, uh, no, it's a group. And I said, what is the best day to teach this skill to middle school girls? And I was looking for the first day of school. And this guy goes, yesterday. yesterday. <laughs> Okay. Oh, yeah. I oh, love yeah. It. So, okay. yeah. So, okay. So, it's, it's when X is upset with something Z did, but she doesn't tell Z, she tells Y. Exactly. And then right. Y goes and tells Z. Yeah. Yeah. So, should yeah. we act out the wrong way first? I would love that. Okay. I'll be, uh, I'll be that. X. Let's see. I'm mad at Z. What am I mad at Z? Okay. I've got it. Okay. Oh, Y. Did you... Did you see, Eric, did you hear Z clicking her pen the whole time? I mean, I, I, I was going to give her a chance. You know, she's new here, but oh my gosh, if she's going to click that pen, I just couldn't stand it. Girl, you weren't even sitting next to her. You could not believe when she started in on that. Oh my goodness. I was ready to just walk out 
or I was ready to reach over and grab that thing from her, you were halfway across the room. Oh my goodness. It was something else. <laughs> awesome. So that was the X and Y exchange. Okay, so X walks away and now Y goes to Z and says... Because of course Z is my friend, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, so I'll say, <laughs> Z, you are not going to believe there, that... Okay, okay, now don't look, don't look. But where X is over there, yeah. She was so irritated with you in that meeting. Oh my goodness. Now, I'm, I'm only telling you this because I would want to know if somebody were saying this to me or about me. Oh my, you just, just watch. And next time, don't bring that clicky pen. All right, just bring, bring something different. Bring a pencil because she, oh, she's ready to, ooh, yeah, it's gonna, it, it could get ugly. So just, I wanted you to know, okay? I'm, I've, I, got, I, got your, I got your back. I got your back. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And, and being the strong women that we are, right? We've, we've been leaders. You've been a principal. I've been a business owner for 35 years, right? right. Is we've been the Z a lot. Totally. Yes. Yes. Have you ever fallen into the trap when someone comes to you and says that someone else is mad that you run to the ex and say, oh, I heard that you're mad. And they said, what are you talking about? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And you go, well, I was told that you were, and they go, don't know what you're talking about. You know, they might've had a little tiny inference about a little yeah. something at the water fountain, right? But but nothing like this big, huge thing that I just described. So, so, so how do we fix this, Amy? Well, you know, the best thing, of course, is honest communication, direct communication. So if you have an issue, if you are an ex and you have an issue with Z, just simply go talk to him. You know, we've shared some tips and techniques already with you. You've got those tools now. Um, but just go, go directly to that person. So why don't, why don't we just review it? That'd be great. You yeah. said ask for what you want with, I'll, I'll be the, I'll be Z. Okay. So uh, use the four steps to ask me to stop clicking my pen. Okay. All right. Um, so Z, have you got a second? Am I catching you at a bad time? Have you got a second? Yeah, sure. Oh, gee. oh, thank you. Um, so, Z, in the meeting yesterday afternoon, the, the two o'clock meeting we were in, yeah. when you were picking your pen 14 times, it was a little distracting. And oh. I only know it was 14 times because I counted because it, like I said, it, it was distracting. Oh. And I feel like maybe for me to be able to focus better, it might, it, it would be a good thing if, if you didn't click the pen or maybe brought a different writing utensil. If you could do that from now on, I think that would help me out quite a bit. So oh. thanks, for, thanks for listening. Oh yeah. Oh, I had no idea. Thank you so much. I'll get a pen that doesn't click. Okay, cool. <laughs> so that's it. Right. If you're ex, that's the healthy thing to do. Awesome. You are really good at this acting thing. <laughs> You must direct musicals and be I, in musicals. I do. I yeah, do. I think you do. You can tell. Okay, fantastic. So that was Z. So if you're Y, if you're that middle person, what do you do differently? If I am Y, and oh, I'll, I'll, I'll see. No, I was X, wasn't I? Yeah. How about if? Yeah. So go ahead and be, go ahead and be X again. Let's okay. try it again. Yeah, that's okay. I, I know better this time. Oh, you. Oh, that pen clicking. I mean, I, I know she's new, and I was going to give her a chance, but oh my gosh, she, she clicked that pen all through. I mean, just drove me nuts. 
Oh, it sounds like you're kind of frustrated. I, it, it, it would be best for you to go visit with Z. Go ahead and share that with her. I'm sure she'd understand. Oh, what? Really? Uh, <laughs> and then sometimes, X, of course, X doesn't feel strongly about, enough about it to even go to Z. She's right. just, you know, filling airtime, complaining to her about you. But yeah, 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 yeah. So that's great. So Y goes right back and says, X, go to Z. Yeah. Yep. It's done. And there's no taking that message. You're not transferring that message to Z. I love it. I love it. So that's what, that's how we fix it if we're the middle person, right? Right. But so now can we do one more and pretend like I'm Y and, and I forgot that I shouldn't get involved? Okay. Can we do that one? Will you be sure. Z? I'll okay. be Z. Okay. I'll be. I, I think I remember how to be Z. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, so Z, this is a little bit awkward, but you know, you're my friend and I know you're new here. So I want to watch out for you a little bit too. X was really irritated with how you were clicking your oh. pen in the meeting. Okay. No, keep going. I'm sorry. Okay. Keep okay. Going. With, with how you were clicking your pen in the meeting and, and she's, she's kind of one that you want to stay on her good side. So, you know, just kind of watch out, but probably it you'd, you'd probably just be a good idea to use a different pen or writing utensil. So you're not tempted with that. Oh, so X is upset. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So do you agree? Were you upset too? Oh, oh, well, well, <laughs> well, <laughs> I love that. That's and what they do. There. And as students would say, Busted. <laughs> <laughs> that is great. Yes, yeah, that yeah. is, you right? Know why. You know, what, they think they're doing such a big favor. And in reality, they're perpetuating that drama. And oh my goodness, uh, you know, bless their heart in the, in the not bless their heart kind of way. <laughs> <laughs> they're obviously right. The biggest troublemaker in this scenario, right? Oh, absolutely. Is, is Definitely. Definitely. And, uh, and yeah, the first time somebody taught me this and I, and I busted a Y with, oh, so do you agree? And then, ah, 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 you know, I just thought that they were going to hyperventilate. But the <laughs> cool thing is she never darkened my doorstep again. Meaning, uh -huh. she, you know, she, she never did the XYZ thing with me again. So mm -hmm. that's what's so exciting is how empowering this is. You learn this one little skill and it like changes things, right? Total shift. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I can understand in a middle school that you, you teach that uh, and get called in to teach it regularly. Number one request. Yeah, that was great. That was great. Busted. Well, okay. Um, gosh, Amy, thank you so much. I'm sorry our time's out here, but uh, it's been so awesome um, being with you today and connecting about this and hearing how you teach it with so much vim and vigor and, and very interesting voices. Um, I know that your kids love you and I absolutely have always known why, but now our listeners get to fall in love with you. So again, this is Amy Kranswent, the amazing, amazing eight to great master trainer. So if you're interested 
in getting trained. We have trainings going on in Nebraska. We have some going on in Kansas. We have some going on in Florida. And these are right now online courses. Normally they're, they're live, but we'll probably keep the online going even after this COVID thing lifts, which uh, we can only dream, right? So, uh, but right now we are, we are getting ready for another one uh, this fall. So I'm really looking forward to that. And if you, if you haven't picked up the Eight to Great book, it's available on Amazon. And, uh, and there's some fun reviews uh, of, of the book that may, may give you some more insight into that. Well, again, dear friend, it's just great to see your beautiful face and say hello to that wonderful guy of yours. I don't know if you remember, but I got to sing it at your, well, I know you remember I sang at your wedding, but at the Absolutely. wedding, I said, you don't have to have a brother, do you? Now, <laughs> I, I forget, did he? Does no, he a, just two sisters. I, I, think, I, think, I think he had a really cute friend. <laughs> but probably married but anyway but i did i think i said do you have a brother do you dave no right. i wouldn't be right. great yeah. at farming but um but anyway so so blessings to you and your kids in this wonderful exciting beginning of a school year yikes and blessings to your crops and you know getting through the storm season we're going through right now and uh and just thank you so much amy you're such a light love you so much Love you too. Thank you for all that you do for all of us too. We are we are absolutely grateful for you as well. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. And that does it for us guys. So we'll be talking about um, the next highway, which is so amazing, forgiving the past. And what most people don't realize is there are steps. It's not a magic fairy dust sprinkled on you. You wake up one day ready to forgive. No, no, no. It's a decision. And then there are steps that you go through. And the and the change in people's lives probably wouldn't you say Amy that one of the most transformative ones absolutely yeah. I, I'm, absolutely. yeah I'm literally thinking of five people right now yeah. who wrote me letters saying so so much changed in my life because of the activity you gave me to do that day about forgiveness so so you you want to be sure and uh, and listening for that one but in the meantime remember your power and choose your focus. Till then.